Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Rich Lee from St. Bonaventure University, and welcome to Tap Into Greater Orleans um, weekly podcast. Um, today, my guest is Mike Chiarello, who um, is probably best known as someone who has taught philosophy at St. Bonaventure University. He's run the program in Perugia, but also has um, a very strong interest in Bob Dylan and actually hosts a radio show here. So, um, Mike, thanks for joining us today. We want to talk about your interest in Dylan and a little bit about your show and what happened with the Nobel Prize after last weekend. Well, great. Thanks for having me on. I'm always happy to talk about Dylan and share my thoughts. So, go ahead. Yeah, well, let, let's start out. I wanted to, you know, I guess, I guess, find out from you a little bit, like, you know, why you have such a great interest in Bob Dylan. Um, I can kind of suspect, and I think we grew up around the same time, so we obviously had a big role in, in our generation. But for you personally, like, what does Dylan mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. I, uh, I, I guess I, there are kind of two narratives for me. My first introduction yeah. to Dylan. Uh, I was a young college student. Um, I was actually commuting from home. I was living in Brooklyn at the time. Uh, and this is, we're talking now early to mid-60s. Um, at that time, uh, WBAI Radio was an AM freeform station. And uh, I'd listen to that at night. You know, it was kind of a subversive thing for me uh, to hear this mm-hmm. stuff. And um, uh, uh, I was not a folky. At that point, you know, college kids are into folk music and acoustic kind of stuff. And I knew Dylan was out there. Uh, I, I liked a lot of the covers of the tunes of his tunes that had come out, but um, I wasn't quite turned on. But uh, BAI played a version of subterranean, subterranean Homesick Blues from Bring It All Back Home, and that song just mm-hmm. floored me, and I became a Dylan fan immediately uh, and for quite a while. Now, I lost interest in Dylan, though, in the um, late 70s. Uh, early 80s, during the, around the time of the Christian music and, and uh, mm-hmm. some of the other uh, things, he, you know, he wasn't really in the popular spotlight as much. I, I, it was just, I, I just didn't really pay too much attention. I mean, Blood on the Tracks, of course, uh, we were all into that, and a few albums around that time, Desire, uh, Street Legal, and so on, um, were a return. But even then, my interest in Dylan kind of waned, and it was not revived until, oh gosh, maybe about 10 years ago. I got a um, uh, somebody forwarded me an email uh, from an from a group that was trying to put together a volume of philosophical essays on Bob Dylan, and um, that began uh, uh, kind of a rebirth of my interest in Dylan. Uh, you want me to stop there for a second? Because uh, there's a whole narrative. Yeah, yeah I just I mean I, I too remember WBAI, and I'm sensing from you, you know, you were probably one of the people who was not upset when Dylan went electric. If you were not, um, no, um, matter of fact, a that's what turned me on. It was his, yeah. uh, uh, you know, when he went, when he became a rock and roller, because that's where I was at. Uh, as I said before, I was not a folky. Um, and uh, yeah. and so the folk music scene didn't really appeal to me too much. But uh, uh, once Dylan, you know, turned up the amp, um, that, that was it. I was sold. Yeah. Now, do you enjoy? I mean, you mentioned there was a period where you kind of like weren't following him as closely. And I think, again, for people our generation, we remember all those songs from the late '60s, early '70s. But he's been very prolific over the years. Over the years, and I've kind of like lost track of like how many albums he's put out. Oh and, God, yeah. You know, I, still I know. personally listen to the older stuff. But I mean, I mean, do you enjoy some of his you know, more recent material just as well? Absolutely. You know. Um, what uh, what 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 occurred? You know, there was a call. I, I, as I mentioned before, some they wanted a um, uh, 
uh, philosophers to comment on Dylan's work, and they published it in the volume. And I, I wrote a very nice article, very satisfying. But in order to write that article, I went back and listened to all the Dylan that I had skipped over for the decades preceding that. And that really, you know, albums that I thought I'd never like, uh, all of a sudden I'm realizing mm -hmm. Dylan's genius is still alive. He might not be as trendy, you know, uh, uh, as, he, as he was in the mid-60s, and he certainly wasn't as fresh. Uh, but the genius mm -hmm. and the poetry uh, and just the straight-out rocking um, were still there and growing. And his, um, his, re his reverence, his recapturing of so many great American song traditions just knocked me out. So mm -hmm. I became... A, a, uh, had a second uh, go at Dylan, and uh, and that's where I've been ever since. Okay, yeah, you're you're encouraging me to go listen to some of those albums I've gotten. Absolutely, you know, gifts of CDs, and um, you know, probably haven't listened to them as closely as I said to some of the older material. Let I'll me ask you about Dylan. For you. Okay, I'll I'll appreciate that. Um, you know, have you seen you know Dylan in concert? I believe he actually was at St. Bonaventure at one time too. Oh yeah, he's he? been here twice. Uh, one uh -huh. time it was one of the, one of the best performances I had seen. The second time it was a little bit blander, um, but yeah, he's been here twice. I think he likes a venue about the size of Bonaventure. It's a little bit more intimate. And I saw him last year up in uh, Art Park. Um, he came oh, okay. through, uh, uh, Actually, at the end of the summer, uh, I saw him perform there, and that was kind of nice. That was real nice. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. You know, it's kind of you know, you never know what you're going to get when. I mean, he performs all the time now, which is something different from you know late '60s, early '70s. And you know, I've heard some of the shows, as you said, are, are terrific. Other times, you know, you know, they're not. So you really don't know what you're going to get when you go to a Dylan mm -hmm. concert these days. Yeah, I, I've been to a couple of very disappointing Dylan concerts. I have to admit, and um, yeah. you know, going in that, you know, um, you know, it could be a brilliant performance or it could be just a kind of throwaway. And any given night, I guess it depends upon the chemistry with the audience, how Dylan's feeling, right. et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it's Dylan. No matter what it is, it's still Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly, you know, been one of the more fascinating people of our lifetime, which, you know, maybe is a good way to segue into the, the Nobel Prize. And, you know, like, you know, most other things in his career, there was, you know, some controversy and mystery, you know, surrounding the whole thing. But just, you know, initially when you heard he was selected for the Nobel Prize in literature, you know, what was your reaction to that? I know there were some people in the literary world who, you know, were not thrilled that, you know, um, someone like Bob Dylan was getting, you know, that award. But what were your thoughts when you oh, found I, out he I, was going to receive I, it? I, you know, well, for one thing, uh, of course I felt like my my preferences were all vindicated that Dylan really was being acknowledged as the genius uh, that I uh, come to believe he was. Uh, so I was pretty excited about that. Uh, you know, earlier he got a presidential medal as well, which I thought was kind of a nice acknowledgement. And he had a meeting with Pope John Paul. So he's been getting, like, you know, global recognition for his genius. Right. But um, getting the Nobel Prize was something I knew he'd been nominated for and I'd, I'd hoped for, but I really didn't expect it to come down the way it did. I was happy, very happy. Yeah. yeah. Now, what what do you make of like the scenario that followed, where I, if I have it correctly, like he kind of had an acknowledgement on his website, and then it disappeared, and then there was a period yeah. when the people from the Nobel Prize Committee said they couldn't reach him. Um, I know. It, you know it, any it, thoughts on that? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I don't know exactly what to say. It's it's pretty Dylan-esque, you know. Um, yeah. uh, and and it was and I know that the academy, the Swedish Academy, felt that he was being arrogant and uh, impolite, and I think they probably were right. I think Joan Baez summed it up, and she said, you know, don't expect 
good manners from Bob Dylan. Uh, but nonetheless, I guess um, I guess she would know. So that's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, nonetheless, yeah. you know, he did ultimately respond. You know, I, I wonder. Mm-hmm. I've often wondered whether he's actually really shy. You know, hiding behind the persona yeah. of Bob Dylan his whole life, but uh, which is quite yeah. possible. But he did come around. He wrote a he wrote a very nice uh, uh, um, speech that he had uh, Patty Smith deliver for him uh, in his stead. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, I had a chance to read his speech, and it was it was interesting how yeah. he talked about you know some of the practical things that artists think about. I thought it was you know kind of funny. He was you know talking about Shakespeare writing Hamlet, and you know was he wondering you know where am I getting a human skull for this play right. and things like that. <laughs> I just yeah, looked at so. that this morning. Yeah, are there going to be yeah. enough seats for my patrons? <laughs> right. Well, you know Dylan's point on that I think was was quite was right on target. Um, many of the critics who said he didn't deserve the award said, well, you know, poetry is written to be read, you know, uh, and uh, d- not to be sung. Dylan writes songs, not poems, or not, it's not literature. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Homer didn't write down uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey. That was spoken and memorized. Um, likewise, with respect to Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare didn't write plays so that they could be printed and put in books and studied in college courses. He wrote plays uh, to be performed and to entertain the public and, you know, um, uh, to express himself artistically. And uh, Dylan was right. I mean, probably what Shakespeare was thinking at the time that he's doing Hamlet was, where am I going to find a skull, et cetera, and who am I going to cast in this part and that part? Not, am I writing literature, you know? Yeah. And uh, so um, it's a very interesting, I thought, a kind of an insightful response. I don't know how polite it is. It's something a little bit subversive or cheeky in the way that Dylan yeah. compares himself to um, to Shakespeare. But um, I don't have a problem with that personally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, for people who follow Bob Dylan, it, it's not surprising. You know, you kind of expect, you know, him to come up with something, you know, different all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, he doesn't yeah. do what yeah, you Have you had a chance to see... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask if you had a chance to watch Patti Smith's um, performance yes, of Hard Range. Yes, I, yeah. I did. Um, that's... Um, an, um, it was kind of an amazing thing how touched she was, you know, by yeah. that... Uh, by, just by singing it, how it kind of took her over. Um, right. Um, there's a... You know, there's a... Uh, there's a recording of Sinead O'Connor rehearsing Dylan's I Believe in You, and the same thing happens. She just, like, practically breaks down. I mean, it gets to her, you know. It's the power of that song. But you know that The Hard Rain's Gonna Fall is an amazing song, as, you, as I'm sure you know. Right. And uh, people, uh, uh, and, I, and I just heard something, Dylan talking about that uh, particular piece. Those lines, he said, were not written, they, each one of them was uh supposedly a first line of a song that he thought he'd never have a chance to to write because of the fear of a nuclear holocaust kind of interesting but patty smith yeah that i was really touched by that um you know by how human that was especially from patty smith who you really think of as kind of a tough woman you know who uh right. would never uh, you know kind of show that uh vulnerability but uh she did, yeah. she did a beautiful job i think yeah, yeah, that's. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I, that's what I've been hearing. She also, I don't know if you've seen it. She has a, a piece in the New Yorker about her whole experience, you know, being asked to, 
you know, perform at the at the ceremony and the songs. I'll, I'll get it to you if you haven't seen it, but it's really no, interesting. No, I actually, you know, I, 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 well, I, I get the New Yorker, so I'll have to check that out. I don't always read it, yeah. but um, and I did see on the on the web that uh, she penned an essay about her experiences yeah. and why she choked and so on. So yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that. Uh, 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 that that should be revelatory. Have you seen yeah, it? Or yeah, you, have you read it? Um, yeah, actually, actually, I read it just a little um, while before you know we started this, uh-huh. and you know, she talks about. I was there was a lot of funny stories in there about how uh, her mother bought her her first Dylan album, and oh, her, yeah. you know, her mother probably wasn't a Bob Dylan fan, but she said something like, "This looks like somebody you would like," you know. And so it's um, <laughs> um, and you know, she talks about you know how. You know, she said she didn't forget the words to the song. She just, as you said, you know, just was overcome by the moment and had to collect yeah. herself and, you know, yeah. sing yeah. the rest of it. So, so yeah, when, when you see someone of her stature, you know, how much the Dylan Award means, how much Dylan means to her, you know, it really underscores how much of a important figure he's been in our lifetimes. So. Absolutely. And, you know, Hard Rains Are Gonna Fall, that's an extraordinary song. Not only is it extraordinary, it's an extraordinary poem. And, uh, his delivery, you know, back, what, 1962, three, something like that, three, I think. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was before or after the Cuban Missile Crisis, but it was somewhere around that time when the fear of a nuclear war was really palpable. You know, it was the height of the Cold right. War. Um, that song really resonated with a lot of people in my gener- in our generation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, uh, we just have a few more minutes left. I, I did mention the radio show, and uh, I, I don't know yeah. if you want to you know, talk about that, that a bit. I mean, in terms of, you know, how, why you started that and, and what you, you know, do on the show. Is it just Dylan songs? Do you, you know, have themes or talk about them in context? Oh, yes, thanks. I'd like to say a few things about that as well. Um, sure. I, uh, well, you know, our, our colleague uh, Rick Simpson had a, a jazz show. So uh, right. I talked to Rick and I said, oh, what a great idea. I've always wanted to do something on the radio. He said, well, students are very open uh, for, to faculty who wish to uh, put together a show. So I, I thought about that and I, I didn't know exactly what I'd want to do. Uh, and then uh, this actually is a very specific moment, uh, watching MTV Video Music Awards from... Oh, I don't know, 2013, I think, 2014. Uh And I'm watching Miley Cyrus dancing around Robin Thicke. And it was the most obscene and cheap thing I'd ever seen. And I said to myself, you know, uh, this culture is really suffering. Maybe I should get out there and and give people an an opportunity to hear some really quality music, quality in the sense of being real and artistic and from the heart and not fake and, you know, and and tarted up the way that... uh, Miley and Robin uh, were carrying on that night. So I had a little bit of a kind of a, I guess, a little preachy uh, attitude about that. But then I thought, you know, people are missing out if they're not hearing, especially some of the songs that I discovered um, in my kind of revisiting of Dylan. So that's basically I try to play songs that people have not heard before by Dylan. Uh I don't play, you know, uh, uh, like a Rolling Stone. I've played versions of it, you know, unusual versions Mm -hmm. of it, but I I try to keep it away from the greatest hits and I try to keep it away from nostalgia. I like to play stuff at least from the late, from the 90s on. Most of my stuff Mm -hmm. comes from uh, releases from that period. Some of them, of course, are from um, the so-called bootleg uh, um, CDs that come out. um, You're right. But, uh, nonetheless, I, I like to play Dylan tunes that people have not yet heard. 
Uh, and I like to play covers of Dylan's songs that I think really bring out some of the quality of the songs. And I also play, every now and then I'll play a, a, a song that I think is influential uh, on Dylan, like a Chuck Berry song, you know, or a, yeah. um, uh, you know, Howlin' Wolf, or, you know, because, it, yeah. of course, uh, Dylan has picked up on, the, uh, on his blues roots for sure. Uh, so I'll play some of that, some roots music. Uh, and then I'll play, I, I also like to play kind of, uh, international versions of Dylan's songs, which are awfully, mm-hmm. awfully interesting. They are Italian and French and African and so on. Uh-huh. So yeah, so that's the show. One hour a week. Of course, I only do it in the yeah. fall because I, I spend uh, most of the winter in Italy, uh, much of it anyway. Uh, but I, uh, you know, every fall I like to come back and do a series uh, Tuesday nights, uh, four to five this year. Uh, usually, that's around the time when I do it, and I have a great time doing it, and uh, uh, it gives me a chance to kind of. Uh, pick out some songs and study the songs themselves, you know, and try to look into some of the background, who are the musicians, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. What, was the, what was the critical response? So yeah, that's the radio show, and it's been uh, it's been a, a, a great fun for me to do it. And the, and the kids over at the at the WSBU are just terrific. They've been so you know helpful and welcoming and supportive of the old guy with his <laughs> with his sixties tunes. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I can kind of echo those, those sentiments. As you know, I do a show, too, and a couple of you the do other a show, professors yeah. here, too. And it, it, it is a lot of fun. And, you know, also, when I was first asked to, to do the show, I, I said, well, are people going to want to listen to what I play? I'm probably going to play a lot of classic rock and things like that. And they said, no, mm-hmm. whatever you want to play is fine. And um, you know, I've been doing it since I got here six years ago. And um, it's something I look forward to every week. And, you know, since you can hear the station online, I'm always here. Actually, I had a guy I went to high school who I hadn't been in touch with in years, you know, listening uh-huh. and sent me a note. So it's nice when those sort of things well, you know, happen. And most of my listeners show. are my in-laws, you know. <laughs> my yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of family members who um, yeah. <laughs> online. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, it, uh, yeah, for yeah. me, it's uh, it's putting it together that uh, uh, um, uh, makes it into like a really nice hobby, so to speak. Yeah, uh, you know, and then yeah. I, I've got a playlist, and I, I've learned something about the Dylan tunes, and I've discovered some new versions and recordings that uh, I hadn't heard before. So it's been a yeah, a real uh, a real good thing. Okay, great. And one last question for you. I mean, what are your sure. thoughts on what we're going to see from Dylan in 2017? I, I know he's he's actually finally going to go to Stockholm and perform a concert, but but beyond that, um, yeah, in terms of that. recording performances, you know, what do you think is on his agenda? Well, you know, he's overdue for a studio um, album of uh, of original of new original material. I'm not sure. I, I think uh, uh, the the last one was Tempest. Could be. I'm not sure. Uh, he's recorded a couple albums, you know, the Frank Sinatra album and the other one, right. you know, uh, which are kind of nice and touching, you know, but it's, you know, it's not, yeah. uh, I, I mean, Dylan is capable of so much more in terms of original stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. so what's come out in the last couple of years has been these uh, two albums of uh, standards, um, kind of interestingly done, uh, a, num- a number of bootleg albums of old, unreleased material. So yeah. I'm looking for something new uh, that he's written recently and that he's gone into the studio with his musicians and, and knocked out, and I'm hoping to see that in 2017. I, I don't know. I I, uh, I ought to go on the web and just see what he's working on. It's, he's usually pretty good about uh, uh, letting, giving people an advanced word. You know anything about that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't, but I mean, you're right about him with the web, and I know he had that... Um, satellite radio show, which you know, uh, I always enjoyed. He seems to, yeah, yeah. You know, he's you know, adapts to new technology. You know, over the uh-huh. years. Yeah, so. he tries to stay up yeah. up there. You know, up to date. 
I appreciate that as well. Well, yeah. thanks, Rich. I guess uh, we're going to wrap it up now. Yeah, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. I want to thank you. It's been a great conversation, and I will, um, yeah. you know, let you know and you know how you can listen to this later. And if there's oh, great. folks out there listening now, um, thank you for listening. Um, you know, we yeah, do these podcasts, you know, normally um, every Friday with our students, and then we try to keep them going out of session. So I'm especially appreciative to you, Mike, for being around, and you know, for you know. We had something topical, so it was good we could tie it into what just yeah. happened. Yeah, no, I'm Friday. so glad yeah. I had an opportunity. I thank you for giving me the opportunity, and uh, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody who's out there. Okay, and don't Same forget to you. Dylan's um, Christmas album is always worth listening. I know. To. I, I, play, I played a song or two from it on, on my show um, you know, this week. So, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Okay, well, thank you, Rich. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Mike. I'm going to sign off now, and I'll catch up with you later. Thanks again. You've been listening to um, a podcast um, from Tap Into Greater Olean. Uh, as I said, we're during the semester break. We probably won't be on a regular schedule, but if you you know follow us on on the web, on Facebook, and Twitter, we will let you know when um, you know when our next podcast is. But thanks everyone for listening. And if we don't have one before Christmas, wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Okay.